genre. Welcome back to The Doctor's Companion Presents Doctor Who, The Long Way Round, the weekly podcast where we review and discuss every episode of Doctor Who, one doctor at a time. I'm Nick Jimenez. I'm Scott Corelli. And I'm Cass Fredrickson. Today on the show, we'll be discussing Embrace the Darkness, the eighth doctor's ninth story from Big Finish Audio. Yep. Yep, yep. Um, I don't have any background for this. Uh, <laughs> I don't not I'm not always gonna have it. Uh, for the for what the year? Audio stuff. What year did this come out? Um, this came out. Uh, great question. Uh, two thousand two. April, April twenty ninth, two thousand two. It is Big Finish Audio's thirty first release in the Doctor Who line of audio dramas. So. Um, the way the release schedule worked for these back then, now they do like, like these package deals and it's a way, it's a way more complicated process, uh, now, but back then they would just have monthly releases. Uh, and so they've been going for 31 months at this point. And what they would do is basically have like three stories from like you know, the sixth doctor, then three stories from the seventh doctor, then three stories from the eighth doctor, then three stories from the sixth doctor. And eventually like the fifth got doctor got mixed into the mix. And so then it would, it would revolve around that. And then eventually I think they got to a point where there were so many doctors mixed up and side things and all this that they just stopped doing the sort of monthly releases and started sort of expanding and doing like seasons within each doctor and things like that. Um, but this is still early days. So April of 2002. I'll be honest. Nice. Uh, when you say 2002, the first like mem- thing that popped into my head was oh, uh, the year of Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> not not the two towers, that? huh? <laughs> right. <laughs> well, that was 2001. Two- oh, yeah. oh, wait. Was oh, wait, it? no, not those two towers, Cass. Oh, oh, Lord of the Rings. Yeah. He yes, or thank and Baradur. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> we were talking movies. Well, you know, Not but- history. <laughs> well, in terms of like you know when you when you think of a year, what's the first thing that comes? Literally, two thousand two. I was like, yeah, Lilo and Stitch. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um. But yeah, Two Towers, Scooby Doo. Hmm. Uh, Attack Clones. Hmm. Um, I was I'm trying to think of music. I'm less I'm less on my music year to year back then. Yeah, we um, were the... we were a month out from Attack of the Clones hitting. Wow, yeah. So re- I was re- uh, I was a high school junior, uh, greatly anticipating a movie that 
I would think, I would truly believe that I very much enjoyed the first time I saw it. Mm -hmm. um, and then would realize how much of a chore it was to watch any other time. <laughs> I think I saw it a second, a second time in theaters and I was like, oh, wait, I don't think I like this at all. <laughs> it was like instant, instant. First time I was like, that was great. Yoda kicked ass. And then I saw it again. I was like, this is boring. Um, yeah. It was, anyway. Cass, what was keeping you going in 2002? <laughs> uh, I don't know. I was in middle school, so like just barely hanging on a thread. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to a lot of Smash Mouth. <laughs> Smash Mouth heavy diet back then. I think I was I think I was listening to a lot of uh, Ataris. Um uh, that tracks. Oh. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. embrace the darkness. Uh <laughs> so Embrace the Darkness um is a a, a good example, kind of our first example that we've we've dealt with uh, so far of something that Big Finish Audio tends to do a lot. I would say probably too much, uh, which is they try to do this clever thing where they're like, hey, we're an audio thing. So we should play around with that in terms of like, you know, playing around with like the, the fact that we're only audio and try to like make it so that. Uh, the whole thing takes place in the darkness and nobody can see anything or, you know, everyone's blind or they're like only existing in like a white empty space or whatever. And every time they do this, um, I find the ex execution of this trope very lacking um, personally. Uh, I'm never into these stories. Every time they do it, I don't think they're very good. Um and have always endeavored to uh, outdo what Big Finish Audio does with these tropes. Um, but, it, yeah, and this is a good example of that. I mean, it's good. At least this one has, like, good sound design and stuff like that. But, like, in general, I don't know. I find it a little too, um, a little too focused on the, uh, 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 the sort of, like, cleverness of the concept and not enough on the story, which I find fine in the first two parts. And then once the, the reveal of like what's going on starts happening, I'm like, this is boring. I am so bored <laughs> and ready for this to be over. <laughs> so that's where I'm at on this one. What did you guys think? Cass, I want to hear what you think. I don't like this one. Um, yeah. I, I really like Paul McGann and Charlie. Um, and I think mm -hmm. they're in like really good form here. I wish they spent more time together, but it's a Doctor Who story, so they got to separate at some point. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I didn't. <sighs> I was also very bored by this. Um, it tries to do like this horror thing that I didn't like, but I also think it didn't do it very well. Um, yeah. I didn't like the weird whispery uh, aliens. Uh, I wish I was drinking every time they said embrace the darkness because I would have been toasted. Um, <laughs> I actually didn't like the sound design. I thought the mm. the noise that signaled the end of a scene was really distracting and it happened oh, way yeah. too often. Uh, it was more like, I didn't like that either. It, when I say the sound design, it was more just like, I did have a sense of like place. Scope. Whenever we yeah. were somewhere. Yeah, scope yeah. and like pe different people in different parts of the room. So like 
I I felt that part of it was good. Mm-hmm. What well, was well done, but I agreed. Like the way that they like created sounds, I don't. I didn't like any of them. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah, you're like I like the sound design. I was like, what? Um, I didn't really. <laughs> I didn't really vibe with any of the supporting characters. I didn't like the AI. Mm-hmm. I didn't like uh, what's her face. I thought her. Um, I can't even remember her name. Uh, the 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 commanding officer of this mining crew. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. thought her characterization was kind of all over the place. Um, and the other two uh, didn't feel distinct enough. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're just and too how. generic working class in- future yeah. english dudes yep <laughs> which sucks yeah. cuz like the i think the most fun i had that wasn't the doctor and charlie was like that opening scene where they're like playing cards or whatever um mm-hmm. but her name was orlenza is that right oh thank orlenza? you orlenza yeah yeah orlenza um was she french is that what that accent was i, I had know. a lot of questions about her accent okay uh, all right yeah <laughs> i'm not sure what did you think, Nick? I literally beat for beat the opposite of both of you. Okay. Um, did did not like the first scene. Okay. I was like, oh. I was like, oh, these assholes. Like, we love you, Orlenza. I was like, both of you. <laughs> oh, you have a history. Cool. You know, like, um, <laughs> but um, I've okay. So you're saying there was a a sound that heralded the end of every scene yes mm-hmm. i totally didn't pick up on that yeah um wow yeah. Uh, um well, sounds like it worked for you <laughs> well you know i was i was uh you know it was over two hours long mm-hmm. yeah and that was daunting and i remember being like i'm about to really this is about to be my whole afternoon <laughs> you know and uh <laughs> i i listened i don't know like i poor i had tea I, I listened to this on my my beats wireless headphones yeah. And so like a lot of I was like genuinely kind of spooked by the little whisper monster ghosts. Um <laughs> maybe I guess cuz I was just like, "Whoa, what are these things?" you know, and like they really, you know. And then uh and yeah, and like the story was like wrote for Doctor mm-hmm. Who. And mm-hmm. so as it revealed itself, I was like, oh, "Okay, it's one of these. Okay, that's that's cool." And um but I agree with Cass though. I I thought Charlie and the Doctor were both like really engaging and really fun to follow around and I just found the spooky kind of like almost like video game atmosphere of like exploring the space just fun uh or just at least like you know like a fun like listening experience um so yeah I kind of I was uh, there wasn't anything like exemplary um yeah but I was just I found myself entertained by it yeah I mean I still like this more than that Buffy riff um (laughs) yeah yeah that was awful (laughs) But yeah, I I think in general, um, I I am going back to these Eighth Doctor monthly adventures. Um, has generally been kind of rough. I mean, some of them are still really good and hold up and and warrant the the two hour runtime. But then there's ones like this where I'm like, this is there's not enough here for two hours. This is insane. Um, and you know, later when Charlie eventually leaves the Eighth Doctor and we get Lucy Miller, the structure of the show changes and the Eighth Doctor adventures become 45 minute adventures. Um, oh. And just that's it. Like it, it becomes like New Who. Um, and it is glorious. That's awesome. Because uh, you get 
you get twice as many adventures with the Eighth Doctor, and there's like season arcs, and there's this whole. It, it's just like they're like really trying to hit that Russell T Davies sweet spot um, when we when we get to that era, and that is my preferred era for the Eighth Doctor. So I'm just I feel like I'm just biding my time here uh, listening <laughs> to these monthlies. I'm like so excited for us to get to that stuff that I'm just like, is there? Can we skip some of these? Can I? Can we like? You're the one um, who makes the schedule. Know. We can skip whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I think I might. I think I might. I might I'm, I might look at what we have left and see if I can't like get to a quicker ending for um the the Charlie era, but uh but we'll see. Um cuz yeah, I wish we had skipped this one, honestly. Um <laughs> but I Oh well. I think that like I think my problem too with it is like the the like twist or whatever the quote unquote twist they do it twice, like mm-hmm. like the aliens that you think are the bad guys aren't actually the bad guys, and then the new aliens that you think are the bad guys are not the bad guys either, and then it just kind of ended. Yep. <laughs> so like. <laughs> The part, what did, and I, I know they described what they looked like and it was amazing. Um, like these, these creatures, they were, ended up kind of being almost like, um, what are those amphibians that live deep under the ground? Like. Solarian. No, in real life. Um, oh. uh, they have like the little, the little, like the little crown, the little, like kind of almost lizard like, but they have big old white eyes. Uh, are you talking about like axolotls, or no? Yeah, who that said? Mm. But the part where it was like, "What? That they're still down there? We've been looking for them for so long." <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah. how many more Charlie adventures are there before the Lucy Miller era? Uh, um, there's that four-hour-long one, right? Yeah, there sure is, and unfortunately, that's not skippable. Um, <laughs> what makes it, it not skippable? Uh, it's sort of a culmination story. Um, yeah. Uh, oh, it like brings everything back. Yeah. Well, yes. One, it's their first. It's Big Finish's first um, anniversary special, and two, um, it's uh. Where did I put this? It's um a um it 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 like it's basically it comes how it's at the halfway point of the Charlie era and afterward a, a shift happens to the status quo that like you can't skip that Zagreus okay. is the name of the episode. Um, you can't skip Zagreus because like like the whole status quo of like the Eighth Doctor Charlie stuff shifts um for the worse uh and <laughs> that era of the eighth doctor charlie stuff sucks pretty bad oh no yeah yeah they become conjoined yeah. uh, no no that would be that would at least be so bananas that i would be kind of into it um uh unfortunately no that's not what it is um let me see i can't because i'm i'm bittersweet i have mixed feelings about skipping charlie episodes because i love charlie but you have both told me that like i'm really gonna love lucy miller mm-hmm. so that's have you heard you yeah you you've heard lucy miller stuff right 
Cass, or no? Or maybe it was just uh, No. No, I don't think I have. Oh, okay. Um, man. Because uh, I've only I've see. only listened to a handful of the Charlie ones, and I've only listened to a handful of the Six and uh, Evelyn ones, and I think that's like that's it. Mm. Okay. Um, I'm having trouble finding. So four hours long, you say? Oh, there it is. There it is. There it is. Um, let me see here. I don't know why it's four Eighth hours Doctor. long. I just know that it is. <laughs> Yeah, it sure is. Oh boy, is it. Maybe I'll drive <laughs> to Vegas one weekend, you know, just from and back. Uh oh, nope, that's not it either. Huh. Um I don't know. I know that cool. it is uh it is it is a ridiculous amount. Um let me see here. Uh oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Um eight eight yeah, because they start doubling up there, and technically there are um eighteen. Wow, eighteen, eighteen up, eighteen stories. Yeah, eighteen stories. Um, and Zagreus is the twelfth. So we're coming up on it, actually. Yeah, because um, okay. this is the ninth. Um, but who boy? Um, <laughs> well, yeah, you're the architect of our uh, of our fate. Yeah, I might. I'm. I'm gonna investigate and see if there's a better way of doing this because it's. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm just glad the four hour one is not is not optional. <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst part, right? Like, it's just that is the worst part. Um, man. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, so, uh, that, yeah, uh, that, so that first, like, you know, like, as we referred to earlier, the first scene of Embrace the Darkness is, um, there are the, this is like this outpost where these three characters, um, the lady and the other two are, uh, stationed. That's what, like remote. That's what they should have called the story. The lady and the other two. The other two. <laughs> Great. Embrace the um, Darkness is far too metal of a title for a story this boring. <laughs> yeah, I was. This is a very. It's a very Twelfth Doctor title. Mm-hmm. It is. Face the Raven. Mm. That's true. Yeah. Um. They're they're like so like this 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 uh this solar system this ga- this area that the story occupies. It's a world where like. The sun has been extinguished. Is that what it was? Yes. The sun is missing or something. Yes. The Um, sun has been missing for hundreds of years from the perspective of these three characters. And their job is like monitoring it. Yeah. Yeah. And um, the two guys are very like, you know, playing cards. And she's like, oh, you two, be quiet. Shut up, both of you. I think it's uh, French. I don't no, know. No, it definitely I, wasn't French. I, I think it was like some kind of Eastern European. Oh. Okay. I will say, whatever accent it is that she has, Big Finish uses that accent all the time. Um, and it is annoying every single time. It'll just be like, there'll be some character, some like obscure foreign character that they <laughs> just give that accent to. 
and it is uh it's rough um every time every time like, and i don't know for certain i could be completely mistaken but yeah from from my american ears it felt it sounded eventually like an english person doing a kind of vague accent yeah for sure um so they're having a grand old time until they're super not <laughs> um yep. they get they get like boarded by these spooky they get oh they get transported to this like other place where there's like no light and uh there's these creepy little wispy whispery ghost children that mm-hmm. are like hey what's up welcome <laughs> welcome to embrace the darkness but then um. it turns out that like they're not somewhere without light they just got their eyes burnt out of their skulls that's the cliffhanger of episode one yeah yeah um brutal mm-hmm. <laughs> But they somehow <laughs> never discover that until Charlie notices it for them. Right. Because I guess it wasn't like painful for them or like it was, but not the kind of painful that you would like think that's I'm, what was happening. Yeah. Because like they, after the, um, after that opening scene where we're like hanging out with the doctor and Charlie for a little bit and we cut back to them, they're talking about mm-hmm. how like they're in pain, like they're like alluding to like this, this pain or whatever. Um, yeah, but I'm, and I like, I understand why they didn't want to like, cause I don't want to hear people screaming. Um, yeah, sure. but it's, it's, it could have been made a lot clearer. Uh-huh. I think you, you learn in a place. Oh, no. Uh, you learn eventually that like they, they have, they've had to like reg- rep- rep- repress the pain. Like mm-hmm. one character is like, why, why won't he stop crying? And it's like, because. He remembers the pain. He goes, oh, now I'm remembering the pain. Oh, that really hurt when my eyes got, like, cottered out. <laughs> um, uh, meanwhile, back on the TARDIS, mm-hmm. there's a, a fun exchange. The, the TARDIS has, like, a temporal discharge. And uh, Charlie's like, oh, you should give it some health salts. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they, uh, the doctor realizes they've come to the uh, Sim- Samiria, Samiria, right? Samiria. Yeah. Uh, there is this magical. Oh, yeah, please. Is that before or after uh, the TARDIS is surrounded by a bunch of TARDIS, other TARDISes? That's after. Oh, that's after. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So he like makes a quick escape from like all these other TARDISes. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And that is a reference to Zagreus. That'll come back around in Zagreus. Yeah. He's that like, oh, there, yeah. there's a bunch of TARDISes. This must be like, oh, yeah. He's like, oh, maybe it's like Razalon's having a flag day or something. Yeah, yeah. And he's um, like, I want to get out of here because this is like a lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot. So we learn about all of that in Zagreus. I hope Zagreus we learn everything. Is coming. Zagreus is coming. <laughs> uh. So they realize they're at the uh, Cimmeria system, and there was a moment where, so I was taking notes, and I was like, oh, I wonder how they spell that Cimmeria. And at that moment, Charlie was like, doctor, how do you spell Cimmeria? And he's like, C-I-M-M-E-R. And I was like, wow, hey. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, the doctor knows Cimmeria as, oh, yeah, that's that place, that's that system where the, the sun went away for no reason. And Charlie's like, but there is a sun. Look, it's right there. And the doctor's like, oh, sick. We're going to learn. We're going to learn the mystery of Cimmeria. This is great. Um, They see a bunch of little tiny dots coming towards them. 
like ship-like structures far off in the distance. Like, Doctor, look, there's a bunch of little dots. And we don't, we learn at the very end that it's the other, it's the, like Cass said, the the other secret bad guys. Mm-hmm. 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 Yeah. Um, then they get boarded or they, yeah, they, uh, or they get visited by a rescue operational security robot. It doesn't board the TARDIS though, right? Like they come to it, like they board it. They, um, cause he's like, he's like speeding up the timeline cause he's like, oh, the sun's still here. So I want to know what happens. So they're like jumping forward in time and then they jump forward too mm-hmm. far. So now we're like in the same time as the, the three, um, I keep Amigos. saying miners, but like the 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 <laughs> the three people in the little station. Um, yeah, yeah. What were their and jobs? then the the TARDIS gets uh, like hijacked by the other spaceship mm. with right. the AI on it. The uh, the security bot like keeps wanting to like it's just desperate to kill Charlie, like just super desperate, like just no no no. There's something wrong with this thing. Like, we got to mm. kill it, kill it. Well, I want to kill it. And the doctor just keeps talking it out of killing Charlie. <laughs> uh, eventually, we learn it's because she's from the past. And so mm-hmm. uh, because of, like, the way that, like, maybe she has some germs and stuff that they've eradicated. So the robot deems her a, a biohazard. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, they eventually have to separate. Yeah. Well... Uh, what, what it, it actually is recognizing something else about Charlie. Um, but oh, again, thing I don't know. Zagreus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's uh, a baby from another dimension left on a doorstep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, like, um, so, cause it like Charlie's whole thing is she's supposed to be dead. She's like, she doesn't technically mm-hmm. exist. So. I don't I don't remember how that comes to to fruition. I'm pretty sure that's that's in Zagreus, right? That's what Zagreus is about. Uh uh partially, but it's not concluded there. It's not concluded oh until until she end. leaves the turn. Oh, okay. Yeah, the very, very end. Yeah. Thank you for telling me that because if I had gotten through four hours of Zagreus <laughs> and not you know, like that would have hurt. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's gonna hurt. Trust me. Sure. Um, <laughs> I wonder if there's just like a recap YouTube essay we can watch instead. I mean, even that's gonna be like three hours long. I know yeah, many YouTube probably. essays. Oh, um, boy. So Charlie gets seeks away to a life pod, and she is separated, and she uh re- she meets up with the three amigos that we met at the beginning, and we get the con- the cliffhanger of like, oh my god. Your eyes, your eyes have been sizzled out. They're like, oh, she reminded us. <laughs> right. Um, uh, we had forgotten until now. <laughs> and uh, episode two starts with the uh, the little ghost amoeba children uh, talking about how they have to, you know, uh, take. So they are eating. They are taking the light away. Mm-hmm. And. They are, and they, they, because they can't survive in the light. So they have to like, but though they eat it, right? They eat the light, they consume it. Yes. Um, that's another thing that I think could be made clearer, which is <laughs> ridiculous because it's over two hours. Um, I think in part 
four, we learn that because they don't have eyes, their primary, like the way they interact with the world is through taste. So like, I think I'm not entirely sure if they're actually like consuming the light or if it's just like a turn of phrase or, or, or what's happening. I think it's there. literal. Okay. I, I think the doctor later finds out that they're like, they emit light destroying like particles. Oh, um, yes, that's right. But you are right because there's a part where they run into Charlie and she's like, please don't take my eyes. And they're like, what are eyes? <laughs> and it's yeah. just like, they all, all they see is the light and they're just taking the light away. And so they don't necessarily see like body parts or whatever the way that we do. Right. How we see body parts every day. <laughs> um so the like, guy ah, power will be unstoppable. The doctor is for most of this episode stuck with the robot. Mm -hmm. Um you know, not a great Doctor Who robot. Kind of one note. Yeah. Um we learned that he is attached to he's kind of like a drone. He's like attached to the greater hive mind of the same like super like Kerblam like company that uh the three amigos work for mm -hmm. and that like he he was sent out to you know oh like they sent out a call and like i'm here to like help the but it's not human at all it's like oh they they belong to the company too so i'm here to protect the company's assets you know right yeah um they eventually uh they eventually like incapacitate one uh like they're able to like knock one out and um the lady, the, the the lady who lost her eyes is like, kill it, snap its neck. That thing took my eyes. And the doctor and Charlie are like, no, like, let's, uh, let's see what this thing's about. Hmm. She's very uh, antagonistic. Mm -hmm. The, um, yeah. The the eventual reveal that like the the freaky little whisper friends uh are like uh like they're like a like healers like they can like they have like some kind of like ability to like heal things um mm -hmm. but they so they were trying to like by taking their eyes they were trying to like heal them to like their alien specifications and not humans. Um, it reminded mm -hmm. me of um the little the little nano bots in in uh Are You My Mummy in in <laughs> that two parter that we just talked about like last season because like the first human that they they encountered was that kid with the gas masks so they're like oh that's what humans look right. like um mm -hmm. which I thought was kind of cool uh like yeah. several years before New Who started. But uh, mm -hmm. Steve right, Moffat did true. it way better. <laughs> so, right. Uh, and then, yeah, because I guess you have that iconic image. But then, you know, you have the these things for audio. Um, right. So they take. So they kind of like they take the one that they were able to capture and like knock unconscious. Um, the doctor comes up with a plan to uh, stop the. Uh, like involving like an artificial sun, like how to like, Oh, we could restart this artificial sun. But then he realizes that these things, these creatures aren't malevolent. They're just like, no, we eat the light. So like 
We see a bunch of light. We're going to try and eat it. And the doctor, <laughs> like, loses it. Like, guilt trips super hard. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no. Um, I liked the part where he's trying to, like, he creates a plan where he's going to sacrifice himself to save the little light children monsters. And Charlie, like, totally hobbles that plan and, like, follows him. And she's like, no, like, you don't get to, like, isolate me because you like feel guilty like i'm a part of this like we're a team yeah um and then yeah they find out that the uh there was like a terrible sickness and like there was like a blight and that's kind of what fissured the race into two like some stayed some left Mm mm-hmm Yeah. So then the the they like ignite the artificial sun, which the three crew members were there to like monitor and set up because the company wants to mine this planet because they don't think anything lives here because it's dark all the time. Um, Mm -hmm. And then like the. I don't understand the timing of this, but like the suns come back on and then like the other like alien ship armada just like is immediately there. and so they like it it turns out to be like this big misunderstanding because like the other alien armada is like the returning um group of aliens that like initially left like hundreds of years ago like their descendants now Mm -hmm. they're coming back to their homeland and it's just like yay and like there isn't even like a there isn't even like a not that i think it would be terribly interesting but um there isn't like a scene where like these two um different alien like subspecies like come together it's just like oh yeah that happened and then the doctor is just like okay time to go um so it's not mm-hmm. very like there isn't like a climax to the story it's really weird mm-hmm. yeah like i guess the climax is supposed to be the that final third revelation that like Oh no, like it, it wasn't an oncoming war or like an invasion. It was like one half of a of a people looking for its other half or not even looking for them. They were like, "Well, they're all dead." So like, but it, enough time has passed. Let's go repopulate that area. Oh my god, they're still mm-hmm. here. This is amazing. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. Um I mean, you know, it's I guess a positive ending to the to the story, you know, which I guess that's why it doesn't have like an exciting culmination because it's just like a a a, a shocking positive twist. Yeah. <laughs> um and that's it. Um which is, you know, it's fine, but it just feels it just feels very much like I wish this story had more going on, I think. It's just not very complex. It's very simple but stretched out mm-hmm. to 2 hours. Mm-hmm. Um, like the lion's share of, of like, I guess length is like, it's a lot of them walking around. It's a lot of like, uh, bickering, like mm-hmm. the, uh, the commanding officer is like very antagonistic and, you know, your classic Whovian, like, you know, vengeful, like human, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. But right. yeah, weirdly everyone lives. It does not have a, just this once everyone lives vibe, but that ends up no. being what it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
I I think that there's there's like a good story here if this was like 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. I think you could have rewritten this into something really strong. Um but as it stands at 2 hours, I just like I by the time I get to the end of this, I'm like, "Oh man, I don't care about any of this anymore and I want it to stop." <laughs> it's way too long. Yeah, you know like every yeah. Every cliffhanger cuz we know normally a cliffhanger is like an escalation like, "Oh no." Uh, you know, Tegan's in a in a stuck in a pipe, or like Adric's <laughs> stuck in a pipe. Um, but like, I like that the Fifth Doctor companions are were your go to <laughs> companions getting into trouble. <laughs> the most, the most troublesome. Um, Ugh. but every cliffhanger here was like a discovery of like, oh no, their eyes have been like you know lasered off, or like, oh they're. They're coming towards us. Like, it, it was never, like, a, a sudden gear change. Right. Yeah. Yeah, there were, no, there were no gear shifts in this at all, I think. Like, just kind of like a, into, like, a storybook. You know? Yeah, it was just like a slow descent down a hill is what <laughs> listening to this felt like. <laughs> uh, do you think, uh, would either of you have preferred a more vicious like straight up like horror episode I don't maybe know. Mm-hmm. I guess yeah. like a more active one regardless of what like kind of attitude it has would have been like preferable yeah yeah I I think too having it just be three the three amigos being the other characters other than like the aliens and the AI and all that stuff um I I think it it causes the story to lack life. It just doesn't feel lived in at all. Mm-hmm. It just it feels very like uh, somebody hasn't learned how to write something with detail and something that feels like it existed before you start telling the story. Um it just feels very like well, this is a story about these three guys, so we'll just make it these three guys. And there's nobody else. It's just these three guys. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. It it just doesn't, it, it makes it feel like it's not real to me. I don't know. Um, so it ends kind of with uh, a return to the status quo for those three, mm-hmm. where they just kind of get plopped back into there. And they go right back into like, Oh, don't let don't let the captain catch you, you know, sneaking an extra. Like, you guys just got your eyes lasered off. <laughs> like Yep. Back at it. Back at it. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Not my favorite thing. Um, this one. Not my favorite mm-hmm. thing. <clears throat> um fortunately, I think the next few eighth doctor stories are actually pretty solid um the next one in particular is a bananas story that i don't want to ruin what the plot of it is um but uh i think you guys are both going to be even if you guys don't end up liking the story i think you're going to be a lot more interested in it uh than than this one that's um given the given what it's about um is the word uh, bananas a hint uh no (laughs) Um, I, I, I will say this, I will say this. It involves the Daleks and William Shakespeare. Sign me up. (laughs) Yeah. Great. So (laughs) 
<laughs> That's both where great, we're going next time. <laughs> both have great track records on Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So um, that's the next one. Uh, and then the one after that um, starts to explain um, some Charlie stuff. Mm. And then so it's sort of like a like a season finale sort of halfway point. And then Zagreus is like the big like 50th anniversary thing um, or, or 40th anniversary thing. 50th episode of Big Finish. Oh, an hour for every decade. Yeah. Um, indeed. And then. uh uh, and then and then we go into like that second half of the stuff where I'm probably going to cut out a bunch of those stories so we don't have to <laughs> listen to them. Um, you know, yeah. um, um, you know, thinking about Charlie compared to I think about like another mystery box companion um, and, you know, just to preface listeners, I'm talking specifically about Matt Smith era Clara. Mm hmm. Um, with Clara, I was I remember back then being like, if this mystery doesn't pan out, it's really going to affect how I feel about this character. Um, <laughs> yeah. But with Charlie, I like forget that she's a mystery box character mm -hmm. because it. I feel like she's allowed to kind of be on her own two feet more than, you know. Yeah. More oftentimes, at least, because I'm like, oh, that's right. There's like a big mystery of like she's supposed to be dead and all that. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. Um, we'll see. Maybe maybe I I'm I'm going to investigate if we actually have to listen to Zagreus or if I skip the whole back half of this Charlie stuff and just like give it in background significance <laughs> if we can just skip to the end and move on. Um <laughs> Um, I'll investigate. I'll see I'll see what it looks like. Cause it it's Zagreus is daunting and um I mean, Cass, you've listened to Zagreus, right? No. No? No. Whew! Oh, boy. I have. I was going to, because, like, I remember, like, Matt was, was listening to these, and so I would listen to some of them when we were, like, hanging out or whatever, and he was like, this one's four hours long, and I, like, he was, like, updating me about it, and he's just like, well, no, don't listen to this one. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what, if we get some uh, some more Patreon supporters, that might sweeten the pot a little bit. Yeah, that's true. I don't know how much our Patreon supporters are like really into the Big Finish Audio stuff, though. <laughs> but if you are, <laughs> by all means. Please tell um, us. Yeah, but uh, I really want to get to the Lucy Miller stuff because that's 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 my that's my jam. Um, and, you know, there's some good Charlie ones in here, but uh, whew, boy. I just can't wait to get to that, that, that sweet, sweet Lucy Miller. Um, You're a fan of Lucy Miller's. I am. I am. She might be my favorite companion, period. So um, I'm excited to get to her. Um, in any event, I think that's, that's Embrace the Darkness. Um, we did not embrace it, as it turns out. Um, <laughs> <laughs> alas. Um, all right. Well, is that it? Are we done here? I think uh, yeah. Are you, right. uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, um, we'll be back next time with Boomtown with the ninth doctor. Um, until then, you know, check out the Patreon, duelinggenre.com slash support. Let us know. Demand, uh, that, uh, we, we do every 
Charlie, um, <laughs> Charlie Pollard story. Uh, but you got to demand it with uh, with money, um, or I'm gonna start skipping stuff. Um, <laughs> so, so anyway, uh, thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, we'll see you in a few days with Boomtown. Bye.